Welcome to Two Arabs and a Podcast, a show with no limits. Dating, business, martial arts, self-defense, and the life of two Arabs in America. Arabs in America. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your hosts, the owner of Warrior Academy, the son of an immigrant, international traveler who is fluent in four languages, black rank in Krav Maga, a jiu-jitsu practitioner, and Brazil's national champion, and of course, 2018 Self-Defense Instructor of the Year, a bodyguard and military combative instructors, none other than Franz Azar. Joined by his co-host, Omar Aswan, the owner of Warrior Tactical Training, published author, doctor of criminology, world traveler, fluent in four languages, a military combat contractor, and a first-generation immigrant. The show begins now. Welcome to episode number two of uh, Two Arabs in a Podcast. My name is Omar Aswad. I'm your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Filas Azab. How's it going today? Everybody, how's everybody doing? Um, we're looking forward to this. And again, apologies on our first episode. Like I said, it's uh, testing, and I think now we got it. Actually, uh, we figured out uh, getting another mic instead of me sharing the same room with big-ass Omar because, you know, he takes over the whole spot. <laughs> and plus, I got to learn talking to the mic, so it's a lot learning process but we're excited to be here and this is going to be a very big topic today and before we get into it I want to cover our sponsors first of all I want to thank them for believing in us and believing in us covering their and sharing their product uh, first one is warrior culture gear these are guys one of the first guys that believed in me um, they're when I say they live the warrior lifestyle they do I mean they're amazing they're one of the top the products are just the best when it comes to t-shirts um, they, you never really get any bad quality from them and for this if you're listening to two Arabs on a podcast warrior culture gear got a special code for you and if you use that code you will get a discount and it is warrior tribe one word warrior tribe then the W in warriors capital and the T in tribe is capital also our second sponsor is warriors fuel uh, their goal is your goal and they want to make sure that you get in fit and healthy I know personally the chef Gabriel Romero is an old friend of mine the dude seriously I, I if you notice I everything is warrior and that dude is in my eyes is a warrior he's a hard worker um, sponsors a lot of great athletes actually even my fitness coach is one of the people that under his meals and he is picky as hell when it comes to food and what I like about the Gabriel's uh, Warriors Fuel meals is literally it tastes good it's amazing and again, we got a third sponsor, and that's Omar's sponsor. By the way, about Warrior Fuel, if you follow Firas, that's all he eats besides eating out. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, that's all he eats. Every <laughs> breakfast, every single day. Yeah. And our third sponsor is Nutra Authority. They're an amazing supplement company that makes great supplements for athletes in mind. Uh, they're local to the Kansas area, and uh, they're amazing products. We're going to have links and discounts in the description of the podcast, so you guys can uh, go check their websites and check the discount code so you don't have to remember it. I actually like their pre- Pre-workout. It's like one of the few pre-workouts that doesn't uh, jitter the fuck out of me. Yeah, they have two. They have one that will fuck you up, caffeinated. Yeah, I kind of. That gives me a heart attack. The other one is uh, it's not caffeinated. It's more less 
but more concentrated on work and yeah. pump. I've used that actually before class. I used the caffeinate once before class, and that class hated me. Yeah, no, it's, it's very strong. <laughs> it's totally that was Omar's fault, by the way, Richard Thor. It's not your fault. He just gave me these bags of that. I was like, what the fuck's this, man? He's like, try well, this. I had to share it because when, when I met Liz the first time, she gave me Nutra Authority, mm. and she gave me that pre-workout, and I was like, no, no, I can handle myself. Give me two scoops. <laughs> and I suit within the first set of squats, and this is the second date, by the way, this first set of squats, I start puking in the middle of the gym. Are you being serious? And I was like, uh, okay, yeah, this is too strong. Maybe like not. And she's like, I told you. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Now I can't take that. That'll put me out. I'll be dead. Yeah. So today we're talking about an important topic uh, we want to share with you guys is Arab Americans. Obviously, uh, American citizens or American uh, residents who are living in the United States who are from Arab descent. There's a lot of myth and, and controversial that covers the topic about when we talk about Arab Americans. A lot of uh, misjudgment about the community or how big or how small the community is and what makes this community unique. Uh, a lot We did a lot of surveys on our Instagram in the last couple days on our... Uh, our <laughs> that was an interesting survey. It is. <laughs> I ask, what's the first person that comes to your mind when you think Arab? And uh, on my personal page, the majority of the answers, I would say 60-70%, was Bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, that was the two. I got a couple of great answers, but that was the majority was Aladdin. So that was saying. See, I like the Aladdin one because I'm a big fan. Uh, by the way, in Arabic, it's Ala Adin. That's what it calls. So you guys call him Aladdin, and that's fine. And I'm a big fan of Aladdin because I like the genie and all that stuff. But literally, it's really sad to say that such an amazing culture we're associated with two biggest piece of shits. Exactly. And that cartoon. You know, we're, we're just going to go all hands on deck with this <laughs> one. Don't, don't get offended if we go shit, fuck, whatever. But like Osama Bin Laden, I'm sorry I'm cutting it out because that irritates me right now. By the way, I had a tequila on my sister, so I'm going <laughs> He's on the second one. <laughs> yeah. Osama Bin Laden, I mean, literally America, literally, did you just associate an entire culture. By the way, historically, you're gonna, Omar's gonna educate you guys. He pulled up amazing notes, which we all know growing up, but he's just very good at altric, uh, um, putting it in just words about this, but an entire culture got branded by a son of a bitch that actually, everybody refers to him as a Saudi. He's even got kicked from Saudi Arabia, by the He's way. bad, yeah. Yeah, he's been bad. And, and that uh, was prior to 9-11, by the way. Yeah, it's way back prior to 9-11. Prior, so it's not well, after 9-11 uh, that they were but, trying to but react. But here's the fun part. See, I, I grew up with a family, I mean, my dad is a very proud American citizen. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that about who, and what did he bring the Americana actually to the Middle East, especially to Saudi Arabia. But the funny thing is what I found out, growing up, I remember in Saudi Arabia, I was around and I would see pictures about Afghanistan and help the movement and help that, and that motherfucker's name was there. By the way, so you guys all know this, this is no conspiracy theory, we're not conspiracy theorists, but Osama bin Laden was funded by the United States back in the day to fight the Russians to do that whole Afghani movement. Yeah, Am I correct? He is. Yeah, I mean, they can search this shit. Yeah. So he was used as a hero. He is. So this is interesting. When Saddam Hussein attacked uh, Kuwait yeah. back then, and President Bush waged war with the whole Gulf War and the Allies, which I think was the best executed war ever, in my opinion. Nobody ever did what uh, President Bush did back then. I don't give a shit what people talk about. I was in there during that time, living under compounds with the Air Force and the Marines and all that, and it was really an amazing job they did. But anyway, that that what started actually the war with Osama bin Laden because he came to Saudi Arabia and offered his part to bring the Afghanis 
to spite Saddam. And they said, uh, no, you're fucking banned from this country. We don't give a shit about you, blah, blah, blah. So he waged, he waged and promised Saudi Arabia he will screw their name. Fast forward, guess what happened 9-11? Exactly. Which it then affected all of us. It did. But I mean, I mean you're talking about Bin Laden and, and the U.S. It's not conspiracy. If you guys want to uh, Google. This is the, true. The, the senator was Charlie Wilson. He's the second uh, district uh, senator from Texas. He actually, <laughs> no, he's from Texas. And uh, he's a Democrat, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, for the, just stating facts who he is. This is facts, by the way, guys. Yeah, so it's not yeah. talking about politics. And he's the one who actually was in the intelligence committee that fly to Pakistan multiple times and basically Established uh, Al Qaeda to fight against the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and he said after after the war ended, he said, "Let's raise some of the money towards we rehabilitate these soldiers, their kids, to give them schools and give them education." And the Senate refused, so they took their one billion dollar budget a year to zero dollars. See, that's and that's what pissed him off. And that pissed him off. I remember. Um, let me tell you, I, I, I got to figure out the name uh, for using this in English, but he used to call it Arabic Sanabil Al Khair, which is comes from wheat and all that. It's called the wheat for good or something, something like that. So they're trying to use a farmer's code for it. I used to see, and you're talking about oh God, 1988, 89. I used to see like, you know when you go to mosques yeah. and people ask you help fund the warriors, whatever. And they were talking about Al-Qaeda. Yeah. And that was not a terrorist sect back then, by no, the way. No, it was not. It was not. It was back in the 80s or early time. It was during actually President Reagan's time. Because yeah. my dad also worked with that administration. He did some work out there. And um, there were so many commercials coming out help fund these guys that are fighting for our cause against the Russians and blah, 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 blah. So it is so fucking interesting how this shit took a fucking circle and it, it hurt us. It did. And, I, and I'm sorry, you know, I'm not a guy to get offended, triggered, whatever crap, but I get offended. I'm going to get offended. All of us Arab Americans get offended when he put a poll, holy cap, 80% associate Arab Americans with Osama bin Laden. Yeah. It is. It's quite sad. And uh, so, how many Arabs live in the United States? According, there is officially no official survey that says how many, because we're not a protected minority. No, we're not. We're not. So, uh, and that's by the way. Before we go ahead, sorry to cut you out. Hey, uh, something you guys need to understand about us. We are not into this whole race card thing, or hey, we're you know we're getting uh, judged and blah 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 blah. Trust me, we eat so much and we just move on. Yeah, we're not trying to seek your sympathy. We're not asking you to donate money to any cause. We're not asking you to do anything. <laughs> so save it. Uh, but there's 3.7 million Arab Americans that live in the United States. That's a big number. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a lot of people. It's a lot of Osama bin Laden. That's a lot of Osama bin Laden. And honestly, if there's 3.7 million people that are all terrorists, then the U.S. is screwed. They will have right? a 9-11 every single day almost. Yeah. And, but people don't think of that. There's 3.7 million. That's a lot of numbers. And a, a lot of people think, oh, Arabs, immigrants. Immediately when we talk about Arabs and every election comes, both parties use us. They say Arab immigrants, Arab immigrants. Yeah, they use that. I've noticed that, especially in the last election. The last election. Yeah, and both parties used it. Both parties, both parties used it. It is equally. It was a card that used. Arabs are bad and they said we feel bad for the Arab immigrants. Oh, and not even just the word Arab. Muslims. Muslims and Arabs. And, and the thing is that people don't realize 82% of all... 
all the 3.7 million, 82% of all the Arabs in the United States are native born. They're born in the United States. I'm one. Exactly. So you're I'm part one. of the 82%. Yeah. My mom and dad are immigrants, Arabs that came here. I was born here. Exactly. Born. Yeah. So people don't realize that majority of the Arabs here, 80% are born here. They have the right to vote. They have the right to do anything Absolutely. they want, like any other um, U.S. citizen. And then we talked about the last podcast, and there's a lot of misconceptions that people think all Arabs are Muslims or all Muslims are Arabs. Actually, I, I find the, the actual number. 62% of all Muslims are actually Asians. They're not Arabs. They're Asian Pacific region. So it's major, like what? That's more than half of all Muslims in the world are not even Mus- are not even Arabs. They're they're Asian Pacific region. Mm-hmm. That's Indonesia, Malaysia. You know, all, all these Africa, pa- Africa, Pakistan. All these countries have more Muslims than actually Arabs. So majority of majority of the Arabs actually in the United States come from Lebanon or Lebanese descent. And Lebanon is a Christian country. So I was going to say, can you get in details explaining to our, you know, our crowd about what is Lebanon when it comes to Arab? Arab, Arab, uh, Lebanon, and I think I talked about it last time, yeah. is is the Paris of the Arab world. Yes. It's uh, the city where majority of people who are in the Middle East, where they want to go party, they want to go nightclubbing, they go to Lebanon. It's a Christian, very open-minded country. They uh, actually have English and French. In their, um, um, actually in school, it's cool. they speak it's mandated. perfect French, French, a perfect English. It's mandated to learn French and it's mandated to speak English. So they they speak three languages. Yes. Minimum. Because actually, that's, they also have one of the best when it comes to etiquette. They do. Uh, they have the class is amazing in their country. And the other thing they teach I like, in school. That's why. Yeah, they have. And honestly, you know, I'm just kind of educating our crowd here. For a lot of us, um, when our families want to send us to just learn etiquette. They will send us, and hey, this is very true, like over, um, what is a summer school or something down there, and you talk about learning how to be a gentleman, by the way, how to dress up, yeah. how to present an amazing, by the way, they are hands down when it comes to best Arabic food. I mean, my, nobody that can is, compete yeah. with their Lebanese kitchen. And it just, even when it talks about representing yourself, how to speak. I got one of my uh, guys I like, I can't wait for bringing him on there. He's like almost 6'11", tall. Um, he's a martial artist and an actor down there and a director. You look at him, he looks like a monster. But when he speaks, there's something about that. Very Lebanese. delicate, very, very professional. Very. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a big majority of Americans in the exactly. country. Exactly. So the majority of Americans that you're labeling Osama bin Laden. That labeling Osama bin Laden are born here. <laughs> They're probably not Muslims, mm-hmm. and they've been here as long as you've been. So you're judging people, and then and then the last elections used us. Uh, oh you know, both parties. Both uh, we're parties not going to get into politics, but both parties us. abused us. You have a party that says, "Oh, we are, we are, we need to deport all these Arabs." We have a party that says, "We feel bad. Let's sympathize." And they're all these poor Arabs. So how how do you think Arab Americans do in terms of income? Any ideas for us? How do we compare to the average? Uh, I looked at these numbers, and it is uh, really interesting. But uh, approximately thirty percent percent of Arab Americans have annual household income of more than $75,000 a year compared to 22% of all household in the United States. So we're higher. The people making 75000 are more higher within Arab communities than with the national average. And the other thing we need to touch on, please, please, ladies and gentlemen, 
do not call us Pakistanis and Afghanis or Haji. This gas station that you claim we all own, please ask the person who's running the gas station where is he from? <laughs> no, exactly, because a lot of a lot of people associate Pakistanis with Arabs. And because they're Muslims. They're Muslims. So they say Muslims. But we already established that Muslims are not Arabs. There's a lot of Asians, Malaysians are Muslims, and Indonesia is Muslims. Oh, by the way, touching on that base, I had to touch on that. Um, Indonesia, being a Muslim country, by the way, that you guys don't know much about, the only country left in the world that doesn't let women drive, by the way. It does. Saudi Arabia, with its new king, I call him the new king, uh, King Mohammed uh, bin Salman, which he is the son of the king. Um, now, we, in Saudi Arabia, women can drive, women can be in politics, exactly. women can work. Women and modernize. they treat them to the most bits of limit. And back in the day, absolutely, it was banned. They care. Now they're doing it. Indonesia, what is, they're Asia, right? Yeah, Asia. Yeah. Asia That's a Muslim country, not Arab. The only country now in the world that bans women driving. Exactly. So, and, and by the way, the, there's only two countries in the world, only two countries in the world that were established on religion. Really? Only two. Israel being one. Uh-huh. And the other country, most people when I ask, they say Saudi Arabia. No, Pakistan was established. <laughs> literally, Pakistan was established as a religious state. See, that's new to me. They separated from India and said, we're going to be separating where this is a Muslim country. And Pakistan actually means the, the holy man. Mm. So it's, it's, it's separating from India and establishing an Islamic nation to differentiate themselves from the Indians. Obviously, ethnicity-wise, they're very similar between Indians and Pakistanis. They come from the same you know, tribes, but they separated based on religion. So there's only two countries in the world based, based on religion. And neither of, them, neither of them are Arab. Israel is Middle Eastern, but they're not Arab. Um, so there's a lot of confusion. But yeah, I know. See, and, and and the other thing is, when it comes to income, a lot of people are making good incomes within the Arab communities. It's not because of luck. It's not because we're stealing your jobs. No. It's because education. Um, when we looked at numbers, 45% of Arab Americans have at least a bachelor degree, while we looked at the national average in the U.S. of people having bachelor degrees, and it's 27%. That's so, like, difference. half of the Arab community has bachelor degrees, while one-fifth of the U.S. has bachelor degrees. Also, when we looked at postgraduate degrees, nearly almost double of the national average. The national average 10% to have postgraduate degrees, while Arab Americans are 18%. So, that's almost double. I'll so, your education is higher. You're making more money. Of course. Uh, I'll speak about us as your hosts, and I will speak about the families we came from. First of all, I have a Bachelor of Science in Criminology. Omar has a PhD in criminology, so by the way, we're educated. I just didn't go to the masters and PhD. I just like to beat the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> Omar is the more the nerdish one out of the group. But my father, uh, that came here, actually did not know one word of English. So he was on a scholarship to get here. My mom is uh, half Austrian, uh, Jew, from her grandmother. Uh, uh, my father did not know English, and for him to come to the United States to get that scholarship back then, I think it was King Faisal back in Saudi Arabia at the time, you have to pass a test. He found a guy, which was his actually his best friend who married my mom's sister. It's weird. I don't know how the two friends met your sisters, but he knew just the ABCD. Yeah. So he taught my dad how to pass the test by teaching the alphabet. His determination from a poor, poor... Only male in the family that lost his dad, by the way, and was helping his sister because there's a big burden in down in the Arab community. If you are the male, by the way, you guys label us as male chauvinists. <laughs> Let me tell you something how the burden is. 
My dad was a born to a family of all women. Um, his brother uh, got arrested, soul committed suicide, and it was drugs and all that involved in his life. And my dad was the only male. And my grandfather died at a very early age because my grandfather was actually seven foot tall. Wow. And he, back in that time, think about that area he was at. He was actually the mayor of the city, but my grandfather was such considered a giant. He used my dad as a crutch. They couldn't make crutches for him. Yeah. And yeah, I think he had that disease that his body overgrown his heart. Yeah. And he actually went to Lebanon to help. And they really cured him at the moment. But it just didn't work, and he, he just died. Yeah. So anyway, so my dad had the burden to take care of his mother and sisters. So by the way, so remember, this, he lived in Mecca, which is considered the center of Islam, right? Yeah. So he met with this best friend of his, taught him just to say the ABCD. Now, I'll show you the term, determination of an immigrant to just make it here. He passed the test. He got the scholarship to come here with my mom. Mm-hmm. went into the universities in St. Louis of medicine, by the way. And then, of course, came to Kansas City and went to KU Medicine. And the man pioneered when he came back, brought the American healthcare, which was the best healthcare system in the world. Now, I don't know how we tanked to shit right now. Brought the American healthcare system to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Wow. My dad, till this day, you walk in his office, will have the American flag there. And every president listed on it. He doesn't care what politics is. Every president that my dad voted for will be there. Voted or not, who is the current president will be there on that. And they know how proud he is. And actually, Omar will uh, even uh, um, agree with me, I think, with this. When any of Arabs that go down back to the, their, their countries have an American degree, you that really puts you head and shoulders. It does. There's a level of respect, though. It's a level of respect. Like when we talked about Dubai, I went to college with a guy, and he uh, he's an Arab American too. And he, he literally, as soon as he graduated, he moved to Dubai, and they were treating him like a king. He got a job there, and he was very like mm. very well off. And and he said he's like the only reason for me getting the first job in such a high position was because my degree was from the U.S. Uh, they have this level of respect that you're from the U.S. education system. It must be good. And the ethics. Must, and ethics. You yes. have ethics. Work you ethics. have ethics. You have you have a good education system. And then even in the Middle East, we talk about, uh, you know, American. There's a level of respect. Like even in Iraq in 2007 when I was there, literally we have, we have little kids on the street selling DVDs. And they're movies. They're Hollywood movies. Oh, yeah. Nobody watched Arabic movies. It was all American movies. Yes. And if you go to, like when I went to Egypt, uh, not Egypt, I went to Jordan. Mm. Literally the cab driver picked, picked me up and I said, hey man, I want to eat. And... I was thinking Arabic food, and he goes, where do you want to eat? Pizza Hut, KFC, McDonald's. He listed every American restaurant in town, and I said, no, no, I want to eat somewhere good, and he repeated the list. Yes. He said, this is good. This is this is fancy. This is where I will take my wife mm-hmm. to eat, because he has a level of respect. McDonald's is something good. It's fancy. It's American. It's uh, Then you have hip-hop music. All these hip-hop artists. Uh, where did, uh, honestly, where did hip-hop generate from? From the U.S. It didn't yeah. generate from England or French or something. Saudi Arabia now is the lead when it comes to Arab rap. Arab rap, 
And the influence of the American culture is so heavy, so heavy. It's amazing. There's a rapper called Kusai. Uh, Kusai. Yeah. Um, I think he calls himself the Don Legend. You guys can go to YouTube, find him. He is educated in the United States. In Miami, yeah. Yeah, and he is one of the biggest top rap artists in the Middle East. First, it was the Gulf, which we're going to get to the point to kind of separate what is the Gulf and what is the Middle East. But anyway. He is like the one number one top selling artist. His English is perfect. He was educated here in the United States. And what we're trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we down there, as much as people think, we label us, we hate the United States. It is not true. It is not at all because people think, like people have this misconception that people in the Middle East are, all they're doing is burning flags, the US flags, and <laughs> that the American yelling, like they yell on, and they usually show videos from Pakistan, by the way, every time they say that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and and like they go this, find the rednecks of our places, yeah, I know. But but the what people don't realize is the Middle East is uh, probably the latest cars, the more fancier cars get released there. All the designers that probably people in the US don't wear, Gucci, Versace, and things like that. Uh, remember Tommy Hilfiger? Yeah, Tommy Hilfiger. How we it's, crazy down there? It's very, it's everybody wants Tommy Hilfiger. Everybody wants Versace. Everybody wants designer. Everybody. I mean, people's like, well, these are not Americans. Uh, hey, listen, hold on a second. I know Gucci and all that. But if it was not on American TV, we ain't gonna Exactly. People are buying it because they saw it on American TV. They saw, they saw a hip hop artist uh, yes. performing in a Bugatti and wearing Gucci. Guess what? People are buying Bugattis and Gucci. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where they're doing it. And they actually have the money to pull it off. People here don't. Yep. And they can't even afford, you know, Walmart clothes, but people are buying Gucci down there and buying stuff. And they buy it because it's American. They're buying it because, and people, a lot of people are touristing and coming to 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 fly or even, you know, spend some time in the U.S. Oh, well, our summer vacations. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to explain to you one thing, especially, um, let's get to this before we uh, trail off. When we talk about the Gulf, um, in the Gulf region, you got Iraq, Saudi Arabia, um, Kuwait, uh, United Emirates, Qatar, Bahrain. Iran is considered, but we don't give a fuck about Iran. Sorry, we. (laughs) That is like the pain in the ass um, country to everybody down there for for a moment, and it just keeps going. I'm not saying I don't have any problem with my Persian friends. I have amazing Persian friends, but the government there just fucking sucks ass. They agree though. Every Persian I know, they agree that. Yeah, they agree. I mean, all of them there. That that government just piece of shit, and I just can't wait till we kind of delete that government out. But it's gonna happen. It's It's gonna happen. It's a matter of time. They're already trying to wage war on Saudi Arabia again. I'm like. Uh, whatever. Yeah, that's not going to okay. work. So anyway, when we talk about the Gulf region, which is the bulk of the money and education to come to the Arab nations, comes from there, by the way. Iraq actually, um, since the fuck up of Bush Jr. and all this that happened to kind of set it off back, the Gulf uh, Union, which is all the countries in the Gulf minus Iran, trying to help to bring this country back because... Financially and yeah. Yeah, so, because what? President Obama bailed on it? Yeah, he did. He definitely yeah, bailed. Yeah, did. I mean, let's, let's say, politics aside, he bailed on it. We fucked that country up and bailed on it. And it's just a mess right now. And we're trying to bring all the countries that has money standing up to, hey, it was like, we need to build. And I do need to explain this so you guys understand. Iraq plays a very big role when it comes to the Arabic tradition, history, art, Science, I think math came from there. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, Babylon, there we go. Noah, yeah. a lot of the prophets in the Bible came from the Iraq exactly. and, the, and the Gulf it region. It plays a major role. So, going back to that, so you understand when we're talking about income and the level of education and the level of everybody there, their ambition 
Their goal is to get educated in the United States until shitbag Osama Bin Laden and his 18 whatever idiots did what they did and caused such so much rift did. to the area. The instability to the region. I remember the level of depression and we don't use that word much there because we call it boredom. That's what depression merits to us. The fact that our people having problems coming here for education is set everybody back. It did set everybody back. My God, it, it, it really hurt them economically. It hurt them even mentally. Just the fact is, wow, we can't even spend our summers there. Yeah, that's where people want to spend their money. And they yeah, want I mean, to spend what their- is it? We get a summer vacation of three to four months, even yeah. if you're a worker. Yeah, people get three, four They'll months. save the entire year to come to the United States. Exactly, that's what people want to do. And they, they got a setback yeah. because of a guy who is not even a Saudi citizen. He was no. kicked out of Saudi Arabia. He got kicked out of his prior, prior to 9-11. Uh, so, and the guys came from Pakistan and Afghanistan. They didn't it's come from Saudi Arabia. Did. Yes. Yeah, none of the Al-Qaeda operatives that were part of 9-11 came from the Middle East. Well, what was the other guy that was running it was Egyptian he was Egyptian yeah, yeah, was uh, second in command that yeah, after he got doctor off. something yeah. he was educated in the US by the way <laughs> he was he had he had a US education so talk about US education and how important <laughs> the second person in Al-Qaeda is educated in the US wasn't it, Osama educated in the US uh, yeah no in London he, oh he, he was yeah. London uh, but, but the second person uh, Emil Bawahari yeah Bawahari yeah, he's a doctor he's a medical doctor and he was educated in the US so Here talk go, about US education <laughs> you got a uh, uh, what, what, <laughs> what do we call him? Uh, sheep herder, uh, uh, turban wearer in the caves that is an American educated PhD doctor. Doctor, yeah, he's not even PhD, he's a real doctor, a medical doctor. So, but there's a lot of misconfusion because people think Bin Laden, they think poor, they think uh, we live in tents. He came they, from a billionaire family. He came brat. from a billionaire family, and then they think, they think, but they, when they think of Arab Americans, they're like, oh, uh, poor, uneducated. Gas stations. Gas stations. Let's put fundraisers for you guys. Oh, I remember the elections, a couple people asked us that. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, remember that one? Yeah, I was like, yeah, you, want, you, wanna, you want us to fundraise for you? I'm like, fundraise. I got offended. I usually don't say that word. I got offended when they were trying to help me. I'm like, do you know a business I've been running? And I'm like, what, what are you trying to help us? You want me I'm to the help? guy that run fundraisers for women's shelters. You want me to try to help me? How about we help you? Let's help you. Here, let's talk about you. And uh, that's the confusion. People think that. And then they, they think about even English. Oh, English is not permanent spoken. People speak bad English. Majority of the Middle Eastern countries forces people, forces. That's the second language in the country. To speak in English school. and learn English. Because it's the second language in school. Mm-hmm. And then you watch movies and it's in English. You listen to music and it's English. And a lot of like countries, even the hip-hop art rap here in the Middle uh-huh. East, uh, like Kosai and other people, are doing musical videos that are combining Arabic and English in one song. And it's honestly, if you think me and Omar would speak, we actually speak more English than Arabic. We do, yeah. And we can speak easily Arabic if I want to say something to him, I don't want to let everybody hear. But even with my family and my brothers, we use English words in our communication. We do, we do. It's, 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 like, it's funny, I would be going with guys outside. And I was like, hey, what's going on? Let's do this. And we're talking in Arabic. And if he said, hey, man, uh, he will speak Arabic and use the word, just let's make it easy. Literally, those are the words he would yeah, use. Th- yeah, exactly. People and use nobody offends, offend, oh, why is he speaking English? I'm doing Arabic. It is in, actually, it took a toll in our language. Exactly. In does. a good way, though. It does. It because, does, but I mean, there's an influence. Uh, most of the movies that come, uh, it's not subtitled. I think now I heard because of the theaters, they're doing it to help yeah. the general public because some people. Yeah, of don't. course. But we are forced. Think about it. 
we are heavy. First of all, we're big fans of American movie, American culture, American sports. Yeah. Believe it or not, I just found out. By the way, I'm like, maybe your generation. I'm old. I'm 40 years old. I found out maybe six years ago um, when I um, had to visit. There was a bunch of freaking kids that came here are football fans. I'm not a football fan. Yeah. I was hearing these guys. I was down in Dubai. Yeah. They were talking about the bets that were putting during the Super Bowl. And I was like, hold on a fucking second. You guys are talking about American <laughs> football. And they all looked at me like I'm some barbarian. Yeah, like what? You're backwards. Yeah, you they yeah. literally gave me a look. These 20-some-year-old. I'm like, hey, stop judging. I'm just shocked. I am here in Dubai. Yeah, I was going in for some UFC fight, by the way, and I was meeting with a couple of the guys. If I because uh, my sport is fighting, that's what I just enjoyed. Literally, these guys were talking and they were cussing the shit out of each other. By the way, probably which, English. Or yes, in English. English. Yeah, and they're speaking in English. That's yeah. the funny part. And I had to. I was like sitting there hearing this. I literally had to step in and said, "Excuse me, are you guys talking about a break of football?" Omar, you should see the look they gave me. I look like some Bedouin. Exactly. They're like, who the fuck are you? I was like, hold on a fucking second. I'm an American so I live there. Hey, what are you guys talking about? So these guys, I found out. Um, they follow uh, sports. They follow politics. Well, they were living here. Yeah. So they go, they move back home because to go back to jobs. The scholarship's over. Man, these guys are living like Americans. No, no. Uh, Faraz, I mean, you know this. Uh, I literally call my cousins or call people, and they pick up the phone. And as soon as they pick up the phone, they ask me questions. They're like, hey, Omar, uh, did you hear about Joe Biden's speech that was two days ago? I'm like, no, I have They're no. very involved in that. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Why are you giving a shit what Joe Biden said? You're living in the... In the like, like, literally a continent away. Or my, I call my dad, and he's like, oh, did you read Trump's tweet that was 10 minutes ago? I'm like, no, I don't. I wasn't listening. My What's up? This is how we communicate. Yeah, they, it's flooded. They're very involved news. in politics, yeah. in the U.S. politics. They they probably know about more about the election than the U.S. citizens living here. Actually, and this is something I need to pull out, by the way. This is not taking sides again because we're just moderate human beings here. And one thing about us, contrary to the bullshit that was used in elections, contrary to what Fox and CNN News put about us, Whoever becomes the president of the United States is considered the leader of the free Western world and give respect. I tell you what, President Trump came to Saudi Arabia. He did, yeah. Did the man score the biggest contract ever in history? He sure did. Even though they call him anti-Muslim, anti-Arab, blah, 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 blah. They still held him in high consideration. This is the leader. Of the this year. is yeah. the president. There's respect, yeah. No matter what, believe in his time, again, Follow whatever his path is, whatever he says. At the end of the day, they put it on a really high pedestal of being an American president. He is. He's the, the leader of the U.S. That's, There's a level of respect. Forget what Facebook says, by the way. You know, we're, we're <laughs> actually, if you look at the Arabic news agencies and how they report on U.S. politics, they're really highly respected, respectful. They say President Trump, not Trump. President Trump. Uh, Even President when Obama. Trump, President yeah. Obama. Here, I noticed in the United States, they use the first name, uh, the last name of the president. Yeah, they don't they, say president. They just say uh, Donald, or Trump, <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. Not even the first name, they're Donald, like as if they know him. Uh, mm -hmm. but there's a level of respect because we, we it's a cultural thing. We have respect for elders and we have respect for position. If you are working as a mayor, you get respect for the that comes with the position automatically. We might agree with you, we might not 
agree with you. You might be a dictator for all we care about. And we live in Which we lived under it for a long time. We live, but people You guys had it the worst. Yeah, we do. But even in Iraq, people respected Saddam Hussein because he was the president. Even when people talk about him, he is the ex-president. Don't people don't talk crap. They have respect for him, even if they disagree with him. That is something very culturally different because people here are very disrespectful to the president if they don't agree with him. People were disrespecting Trump now, and there are people disrespecting Obama when they didn't agree with him. I'll tell you that. I had a couple of students. You know, I run an academy of 150 plus uh, students. Uh, you've been around. Yeah. Uh, when President Trump came in, and everybody, whatever they felt about it. And one thing, ladies and gentlemen, I run about an academy called the Melting Pot, which is my intentions. The academy have liberals, conservatives, LGBT, so, I mean, everybody. everything you can imagine. Yeah, that is the, the one thing I'm happy of an accomplishment. Every day, I was like, I built a place that I, I had students that literally were surprised about my stance on the whole thing. Why would you say anything? And I literally had to explain to them, culturally, from my background growing up, whoever makes it an office is what we say that we is have our to deal with. Yeah. It is not that. I have to agree or disagree. I would not go publicly and start going against whoever there is. It's just something. Let me take you to understand why is that the thought we have. I mean, I got Omar. Um, this is a proud American citizen, but he comes from Iraq, which he was under the dictatorship of us. So that's what I'm saying. You lived during that time. You're not going to see them here shitbagging Saddam, which did everything crazy. Exactly, they the same thing. Or the United States, let's agree, fuck the shit out of Iraq, left it. You don't hear him going on Facebook every day, these motherfuckers did this to us, did it. We learn, this is who is in power, let's figure out how we gonna deal with it. And how to work with it. We are not submissive. Don't get us wrong, by the way. We're not gonna bend over backward. But literally we understand there's more to life than fighting certain things. We understand to stand up our ground, absolutely. Our air pride is like one of the hardest out there. I don't give a shit what you guys want to say. But we also understand, I got a family, I got a job, I got to do a thing. I got to figure out how to deal with it. I am not going to take this guy out. I'm not going to vote. I mean, when voting comes, that's the power we only have. Me sitting here picketing, yes, yes, no, no. This is your freedom. I exactly. agree with you 100%. It's different culture to us. You have to understand how we come from the culture that we're in. Like literally, um, you were around the time when Saddam's kids were going buck wild on that. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So we come from countries like literally. We said this to one of our my one of my top students, Shannon. <laughs> He's a conspiracy theorist. He sit and talk. Like Omar said a comment to him. I choked on my drink and I wanted to <laughs> die, because Omar said to him, man. You're gonna have a problem in the Middle East. I mean, Shannon looked up and was like, what do you mean? He's like, as soon as you fucking talk to government, you clear the room. He is correct. Actually, when we go to coffee shop, and suddenly, if this dude, we're sitting here, we're having a good time, we love our good time, by the way. Don't fuck with an Arab good time, which nope. involves hookah, food, and drink. This is our time, don't mess that up. Exactly. You speak politics, literally, they will stand up and walk out. Yep. Am I correct? You exactly. can go ahead and talk yeah, about. when you talk about the government, people stand up. People are very political. Yes. They know exactly what's going on. They're, the news plays every hour. Like literally every music channel, even the music channels, will have a news. MTV, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. MTV Middle East. Yeah. yeah. They, they will have a news segment every single hour. People know the, the news. People walk around on the streets and they're little kids. They know UN Resolution 671, uh, UN Resolution 800 something. They know things like that. But the minute you mention a president, 
the minute you mention a minister, you mention a senator, that's when everybody in the coffee shop gets up and they're like, see you later, have a nice day. Yeah. Because there's a level of respect and like, no, I'm not going to talk bad about Plus, they're going to kill us. Probably. <laughs> and there, there's a lot of dictatorship. So you're also, a lot of parties, you so talk about a president, you, you, you hang from a tree for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that. And then... A lot of the confusion that comes in in the U.S. Beside, uh, and I when I talk to people on Instagram and ask people, they say, "Oh, uh, of course the Bin Laden, which we addressed. Yeah. Of course the Muslims, which we addressed. Poor, we addressed. Education, we addressed. And then the other thing is, it always says, "Oh, I wish I could be friends with you, but I have an Israeli friend, and you guys hate Israelis." Oh my God! So, this is <laughs> this. By the way, I had to jump on this. My best friend and my brother, which you met, yeah, uh, Samuel. Straight from Israel, legit amazing martial arts that comes once a year. And um, Omar had the privilege to train under him. He's actually ranked under me when it comes to Krav which is an Israeli combative self-defense. I teach it. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. I'm a Muslim Saudi Arabian. Originally, that's why they want to label me. Um, but I'm drinking tequila, so I don't know how that is. <laughs> but he trains with me. He comes. And I didn't see Omar run away from him. No. This is our friend. This is our brother. And the misconception of us anti-Israeli. Where did this it's, crap it's, it's come the same from? thing. I think it's the same place. The, the news agencies. Yes, it is. When they go, agencies. when they go down to the Middle East, they go. They find the white trash of the Middle East. <laughs> they find literally the white trash of the Middle East. These are and guys that live in tents with no teeth. They and live in tents and nothing. They're, they're, they're the equivalent of white trash in the U.S. No education. No education, nothing. They're like living outside the city and they interview them and they're like, what do you think of America? And they're like, death to America, <laughs> death to Israel. Let's burn everything. They, they don't even know what's going on. The majority of people in the Middle East have no problem with Israel, including uh, Egypt. Uh, Egypt is friends with, uh, has official friendship with Israel. Jordan has official treaties with Israel. Yes. Iraq has treaties with Israel. Yes. And actually, Iraq, after uh, the Mosul, ISIS took over, and the Iraqi army managed to clear it after seven years, they literally celebrated with Israeli flags because they were appreciative of the satellite images that Israel was providing for the ISIS co lo command locations that the U.S. Uh, military used to bomb them. So and they were so appreciative of the U.S. and Israel, mm -hmm. keyword Israel, they were raising U.S. flags and American flags on the streets, partying oh, with them. Well, Omar, the new truth bomb. What did King Mohammed bin Salman do? Exactly. Of Saudi Arabia. Exactly. That's Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What did he say? He literally sat and claimed, he was like, Israel has never done anything to the Gulf nation. As they have not. And why are we getting into wars? Oh my God, did that open the gates of hell and the, uh, some of the fanatical Arab regions? Uh, like, Palestinians, yeah. Yeah, well, Palestine, <laughs> yeah, Palestine. So, and now we're enemies, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then every side should be killed under the uh, Palestinian regime for some reason. Yeah, because. Which I have no, I have no hate or the. Um, Issues with uh, Palestinian brothers, um, but this whole harbinging of, listen to me, this whole harbinging of bad deal feelings toward the Israeli stuff, both governments are fuck ups. If you talk to real Israeli, yeah. they fucking hate Netanyahu. I love how the American media makes Netanyahu as a hero, by the way. Yeah. BB and all that. I'm like, can you go ask the Israelis <laughs> how they're living down there? Yeah, no, my friend don't. like tells me stories. I Samuel opened my eyes to stories. They, they're not really. That guy is just milking the shit out of me. He's corrupt. I don't give a shit. And I don't want to really get political here, but we are not. Oh, because he's Jewish. I mean, my grandmother's Jewish. Yeah. 
No, no, no. There's, there is misconception. It's very there hard. is misconception about oh, Arabs hate Israelis and Israelis hate Arabs. First of all, that is bullshit because majority of the Gulf regions have treaties. Even Qatar has treaties. Qatar has Israel. a base. Has a base. Which that base, I think, uh, the Saudi biggest base wants to get the base. By the way, yeah, they want to transfer it, but it's the biggest base in the world, and they yes. have treaties with Israel. They have official relationships. <laughs> and actually, if, if a lot of people don't know that, you might not even know that. So remember when we talked about Bin Laden and Charlie Wilson from Texas? Yes. So they had an issue, which is uh, I think is interesting. I think that whole thing is interesting. So Charlie Wilson said, here, we'll raise money. The Saudi Arabian government will will match it, dollar for dollar. Oh. So the amount was a billion dollar. The Saudi Arabians come up with uh, 500 million, and the Saudis come up with 500 million. It becomes a billion. In dollar? In dollar, $1 billion. Wow. But the problem that came into secret operative, they were like, okay, we can't exactly get U.S. military equipment to the Mujahideens, which is Bin Laden people. Which is Bin Laden before I turned Al-Qaeda, by yeah, the way. To the Mujahideens in Pakistan area to get it to Afghanistan because if the Why Soviet because if the Soviet catches them with US weapons, that's a cold war already and now you have little people running around shooting your planes with the US wow. military. So that that was an issue. So the way they worked it out by the way, which is very interesting, you talk about oh by the way anti anti Israel, anti Israel Israel was in war prior to that in the, in the 70s, in the 1971. Yeah. So they took over the Egyptian army supplies. So they had it in Israel. So Charlie won't still convince them that he will buy buy the entire <laughs> supply, which is basically Soviet Union weapons, Soviet like AK-47s and yes. stuff like that, buy the entire supplies, get it to Egypt, ship it from Egypt to Pakistan, and get it there. But the deal didn't happen because the Egyptians didn't want it. They were heard about getting it back because they were basically taken from them. So the planes went from Israel directly to Pakistan. And I lived in Pakistan and people actually told me they were opening crates with Israeli military crates and changing the logos on them that says to remove it and give it to the Mujahideens in in uh, in Pakistan to get it to Afghanistan. So they literally worked, Pakistan worked directly with Israel to get weapons to give it to the exact same people fighting against the Soviet Union, including Bin Laden. So Bin Laden knew that his weapons was coming from Israel. See the hypocrisy? There's a hypocrisy. Yeah. And people say, oh, no, no, there's a lot of hate. Politics is a dirty game. So yeah. you see a lot of things on TV that is not true. You talk about people, oh, I hate such people. And actually, it's funny because the president of Pakistan told Charlie Wilson, documented, and it, it got released by the CIA a couple years ago when they released the documents. He told him, he's like, by the way, to, to make up for it, because I don't want people to have any, like, conspiracy theories that we're getting weapons from Israel. I'm going to make a speech when you're there that says death to Israel and we're standing against Israel just to cover up my grounds. So Charlie Wilson, who's Jewish, by the way, was sitting in a meeting and as this guy stood up and talked crap about Israel to cover up for the deal that he just made with them. This is a truth bomb right here, exactly. ladies and, and gentlemen. And you can Google Charlie Wilson. You can huh? Google the documents. You know what's funny? And I don't want to be disrespectful, but... Freaking 80% of Americans don't even know. They don't even know. No, no, they don't. They don't know this shit. Exactly. And now we're telling them, and I'm pretty sure when once this goes live, they're going to start trying to fact check us on all that kind of you shit. You can. Please fact check us. Fact yeah. check Wilson. Yeah. There's a movie about Charlie Wilson, by the way. Charlie Wilson War. There's a book. Uh, documents can release because it's 1991. Shit, so I am close about so, that. Yeah. Good. I'll agree my arrogance about that. Yeah, so go watch it. It's very interesting because I lived in Pakistan. Yeah, and I keep, did. Yeah, and I kept hearing the name Charlie Wilson. Like, really? he's very highly respected. I was like, who the hell is Charlie Wilson? He's some senator in Texas. And I found that this guy was a senator here. He used to go to Vegas 
get catch get caught like purposely get caught doing cocaine with strippers so the media can cover that up so while the media is busy talking about his drug habits he's flying to Pakistan to meet up with the CIA operatives and giving weapons to the Pakistani what president government. he was under at that time uh, under Reagan Reagan it's always happened yeah. during the Reagan, Reagan and then under Bush uh, uh, senior yeah but he was doing that he was purposely getting caught here doing drugs to cut so the media can talk about Charlie Wilson being you know on drugs and partying in Vegas so nobody knows what he's doing in Pakistan oh, nobody even bothered to ask so and uh, and that's where people have uh, so when we talk about Israel there's misconfusion oh no 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 people Arabs hate Israelis no they don't no they don't, no, they don't. stop, they stop don't. that crap no they don't honestly have I'm, I gotta address this though so I'll, I'll speak of on my experience growing up down there so politics play a game religion is a political It okay. is, yeah. It is a political weapon. I don't care who is going to get offended by this, who is going to post from the Muslims or the Christians or whoever. It is 100% played as a game. Um, obviously, in the past elections, suddenly everybody knows the Bible. They never read the Bible. Never read the Bible. Like, <laughs> no, no, Both never sides. Never. I respect the Bible. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, again, you guys can notice we have no bullshit filter here. So, But... Uh, Uh, it's funny, I grew up down there, and before 9-11, they changed. And of course, now, with Prince Salman, I keep calling him king. I don't care what people say, he is the king in He's my eyes. He's king. He is, King Mohammed Salman, even though all respect to King Salman of Saudi Arabia. Before that time, there was a stupid passage that made up. And I remember I got suspended. This jackass um, religious teacher was he was uh, originally from Palestine by the mm -hmm. way my father was on purposely want me to be educated in the right Islam of religion even though he didn't care how I'm gonna follow it he said I need you to be educated. to understand it. you understand so he used to bring Egyptian which I hold the Egyptians on a high standard when it comes to education they're really really the top when it comes to it his friend was a guy from graduated from the Azhar uh, University, yeah. which is the Jam al-Azhar. Yeah, of course. He would come on Fridays. That used to be our weekend. Now it's different. Uh, we got Saturday, Sundays now, down there. Uh, the King changing uh, down there. So we come on Fridays, and I will have an hour, hour and a half lesson about history, and Arab history and Islamic religion. Not to make me, if I want to prioritize, but the correct way of something. Yeah, to understand it. So I would go to school conflicted as fuck, mm -hmm. first of all. So I got this guy, and I will never forget this day, stood up and started talking about the end of times. Yom Al-Qiyamah. Yeah. Okay, the end of times. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I will be using some Arabic phrases here because also our crowds are some Arab Americans. They kind of um, understand, but I will translate in English. So Yom Al-Qiyamah, which is in the end of time. Yeah. Judgment day. Yeah, of course. He said, according to him, that when that time comes up, which is uh, the Messiah, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, by the way, yeah. <laughs> will come in and us Muslims will be standing by him to fight the Jews. I'm like, what? And, uh, let me run here, ladies and gentlemen. I've been raised by my grandma, which I love her till this day. God bless her soul. That's the mother in my eye. Um, and she came from Jewish descent mm -hmm. originally. And she survived the Holocaust War. 
this jackass goes and he's like, yeah, if a Jew was hiding behind a tree, the tree will tell, Muslim, Muslim, there's a Jew behind me. Well, just imagine me right there listening to this shit. <laughs> so, yeah, my son is blowing up, sorry, I'm snorting and laughing. But anyway, um, so going, so I'm listening to this, I'm looking at this guy, and then my blood is boiling. So I was like, I raised my hand. And he was shocked at my level of education, by the way, in religion more than him. I was like, you're saying that the tree is telling me to come and kill this Jew that's been hiding, hiding behind it? He's like, yes. So like, okay. So let me take you to something, some facts here about the Prophet Muhammad. Of course, he got a little bit defensive and he had a look on his face. Yeah. So I was like, why is the Prophet Muhammad, the founder of Islam, said... If you travel, this is his time to his people, the Muslims. Yeah. Uh, if you travel, seek two people. Mm-hmm. One is the Jewish uh, believer. Yeah. By the way, the guy that they're labeling killing Jews, huh? Yeah. Which he's, by the way, when he went to Medina and ran away from the Arabs that want to kill him, it was the Jews that hit him in Medina. Exactly. He said, seek a Jew. They were like, why? Because they eat kosher, halal. Exactly. Find a Christian or Catholic. And they said, why? His followers. Because they pray at night. So stay in their house. So stay at their house. I said that to his face. You know what he did to me? Kick me the fuck out of class. Like I suspended for a week. But I think that's the confusion. The confusion is there's a lot of wars sell. Yes, of course. Conflicts sell. And if we're talking about Islam, we're talking about Christianity, conflicts sell. And a lot of people, a lot of Muslims, a lot of our Middle Easterners are taking that and selling, making money out of it. I mean, it's very profitable, honestly, for the Palestinians to be at war. They would go bankrupt if they are not at war. And Israel says, you know what? We'll give you the land. We're going to go move to I can't wait to see your Facebook comments after this one. No, exactly. But people know that. And, uh, and, And here's the thing. Actually... Funny thing is, in in Iraq, uh, Palestinians, uh, the, the minute they get caught, like if you're if you're a Palestinian, and you got caught in Iraqi borders, you immediately, even if you have done nothing, you get sent to counterterrorism for interrogation before you get deported, because of the love, the amount of Palestinian terrorists that made it to Iraq well. to fight against the Iraqi government. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. You have war. Why don't you go fight there? Well, but it's about money. I go back to the Gulf War. Remember the first Gulf War with uh, Senior Bush? Yeah. Uh, Senior President Bush. Um, when the Kuwaitis came to us, because in Saudi Arabia, we had the whole camp for them in the buildings. Yeah. And they said, uh, when oh, what was the group that Saddam made? It, it had Sudan, President of Sudan. Yeah. Uh, Amr Bashir. Amr Bashir. And Yasser Arafat of Palestine. Yeah. Jo- uh, not Jordan. Syria? Syria, yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was Jordan. I was saying the first one. Yeah. Was standing as the group. If they took over the Gulf, who takes what? Yeah, exactly. They, they did that. The, the the Syria and Egypt was too part of it. Really? Yeah. I thought Egypt didn't. No, Egypt was part of it. That's why they have the magic flags. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know about that. So anyway, so when that happened during the Gulf War, I remember the Kuwaitis came seek a refugee in Saudi Arabia. They have said to us, that every time, uh, that time when the uh, Iraqi military entered Kuwait, mm-hmm. they were led by some Palestinian worker. Exactly. Where the houses and the money and everywhere is at. And the king at that time banned them from the country. Exactly. No, no, no. And that's what people don't understand. They say, oh, you hate Israel. But actually, a lot of Arabic countries, a lot of the Gulf regions, including Iraq, Saudi Arabia, there's not a lot of Palestinians. 
Mm-hmm. They don't. They say you're not allowed to come Especially to the country. Especially now, they label us uh, Saudi should be killed. Exactly. A lot of Palestinians are not allowed. And and when you talk about Palestinians, including Yasser Arafat, the leader who died, obviously, of Palestine, uh, was treated for his heart problems in Israel. Yes. A lot of people, even even the 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 leader of uh, uh, Hamas, which is the Islamic militant of Palestine actually was treated in Israeli hospitals. So when we talk about a lot of the Gulf region sees that and says, well, hold on, if you're if you're a terrorist and you're trying to fight Israel, why are you seeking help in their in their facilities and mm-hmm. saying, help me? Mm-hmm. So they see that contradiction and there's a lot of uh, an animosity towards Palestinians in the, in the Middle Eastern region, in the Gulf region. So it's actually the opposite of what people think here. More Middle Easterns will align and say, okay, yeah, we actually have no problem with the Israelis, but we'll have problems with Palestinians because they're of the immigrant, the, the Palestinian immigrants that immigrated or the hypocrisy within the government of Palestine. So there's that. And then obviously the final myth that comes and it's like the cherry on top yeah. that says, of course, Middle Eastern, you're Bin Laden's, you're educated, you're poor, you're all these things. <laughs> and of course, you're, you all support terrorism. And uh, of course, all of you are terrorists and all the, either you're making bombs in your houses or you're doing something or 3.5 million Americans were doing nothing but making terrorism. Apparently, uh, and that's where it, it kind of bugs me personally. Yeah, because if we look at numbers, yeah, thir- here we go. The numbers. Yeah, this one shocked numbers. me when you put that out for me. Thirteen thousand veterans of World War One. That U.S. Army veterans, U.S. military veterans. Excuse me, U.S. military veterans. Thirteen thousand were from Arab descent. Those fought in World War One. Nobody mentioned troops. It. Nobody called then, them heroes or anything. No, no. Fifteen thousand veterans of World War Two were U.S. veterans, and since then. There was 21,000 veterans that served until war of terrorism. And Department of Defense estimates 9,000 have fought in Iraq and Afghanistan under the war on terror. Yeah. So literally, I mean, we're, 3 million is not a big percentage of the U.S. population. And you have such thousands of people joining the U.S. military and fighting there. Omar, you come from a family that's uh, are veterans in the uh, military, right? Exactly. My brother worked for the Marines. He worked with three, four Marines. Yes, Sam. Uh, Yezen was a contractor. He worked for the Department of Defense, mm-hmm. Defar- Department of Defense, and then he switched to uh, Secretary of State working. Uh, basically, they had the USA projects, yeah. the rebuild yeah. uh, projects, and he did security for them. And yeah. I worked for GLS, and I worked for the Olive Group. So we're all military contractors. My father worked also with uh, the Bush family, the Bush family, and Colonel Powell, that they had a company running out for medical stuff. And I have family members and actually friends. I grew up when um, I got, uh, when I talked to one of the guys that worked for us, who was a uh, Marine. And I grew up actually around Marine and Air Force when I was down in the Middle East. Actually, I will tell you, this is the family that I loved to death in Texas. And I consider him, I call him my American family. Mm-hmm. They were from the Air Force. We were lived in the Air Force base doing that in Saudi Arabia, yep. in Jeddah. No, that's why, that's why it's annoying because I have like friends. I have a friend of mine, Yasser, he lives in Detroit. I knew him because he worked with me in GLS. He was a translator too, uh, worked for with the Marines. And literally when we were in Detroit, we were walking somewhere and we're talking in Arabic and somebody, like some ignorant person looked at us and he was like, uh, can you guys speak English? <laughs> not, not, ter- not terrorist code. Wow. And I looked at him and I was like, both of us have fought with the U.S. military. And if we were in the military, we're considered contra- we're veterans, but we're contractors. Yeah. And what have you done? In the war on terror, we actually fought. We actually bled. We actually put blood, sweat, and put time. What have you done? So you're accusing us because we're speaking Arabic. 
There's so many Arab, many Arab veterans that fought in the military or fought as contractors in the military. Yeah. And and people think, when they think of famous people, they think Saddam bin Laden and, and Alibaba. But how many famous I'd people... I'd rather go with Alibaba than Saddam bin Laden. Yeah, I, would, I would take Alibaba, please. Yeah. We'll take the cartoon. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, it's yeah. But how many famous people live in the U.S. and people use their products or, or li- listen <laughs> to their watch music their movies. or watch their movies without even realizing they're Arabs? Mm-hmm. I even said the joke the other day and I put on my Instagram and people were laughing about it. I said, it's funny, every KKK meeting talks about kill Arabs and death to Arabs, but they're drinking Arabic coffee. <laughs> I know, so, right? In your meetings, you know, we're, we're here drinking tequila, but apparently in the KKK meetings, they show up on TV drinking coffee. Yes. Every racist group in the Is US. Arabic? Exactly. It's Arabic coffee comes from Arabia. So all these racist assholes meeting talking about us, they're drinking our coffee. So stop drinking our coffee. Go find something else to drink. Well, the problem is when you talk about the KKK, if you're drinking coffee, for fuck's sake, you get Colombian, you get Brazilian, you get exactly. Arabic, and exactly. you get Ethiopian. So, so it's not. Exactly. <laughs> drink Mushine and call it a day, you know? <laughs> Just call it drink Mushine. And, and and that's the problem. People, you like uh, when you when I asked that on Instagram, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised. I was expecting these answers, honestly. That we'll get Bilal and we'll get all these. The Bilal thing kind of surprised me. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, holy fuck, we're still thinking about this guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean that's years, years, years later. And uh, of course, people think about that and they say, well, I almost forgot about that. Is people attribute terrorism to Arabs? And we already talked about how many veterans there are in Arabs and there are in the U.S. military yes. or fought in the U.S. military or contractors. Mm-hmm. But when we look at numbers, actual numbers, statistics, factual information of Arabic or Muslims, even Muslims, I will combine both. How about that? To make it even bigger group. Terroristic attacks that took place in the U.S. by Muslims or Arabs in the last 20 years, let's say. Okay. Compared to non-Arabs or Muslims. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculously low. What's I mean, the number think, you got? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you the number, but let's talk about, just to give examples. People okay. might not believe numbers, but I'll give examples to make people think. Think of all the active shooters that come to mind. The last one that comes to my mind is uh, obviously Vegas. Yes. That's a big one. Mental guy, I guess. Mental. He's white. Mental. <laughs> he's not an Arab terrorist, by the way. Not a terrorist. Not a terrorist. Okay. He's just a white the mental shooter, guy. The shooter in Florida is cool that made all this. <laughs> well, didn't we get a shooter that was at a gay club? Exactly. In Florida? That, he was he was from Arab descent. That's the one. That's the only one. Okay. Okay? He, the, the one, the... But he was labeled as a terrorist. He was labeled as terrorist. Of course. So, among all the active shooters, and by the way, that's what I do. I'm in criminology. Yeah. So, out of all the active shooters in schools, there's none, I dare you, go ch- fact check me and give me, send me one, of one actual school shooter that shot one person minimum, one person <laughs> in a school in the United States that is an Arab or Muslim. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Then you talk about active shooters in movie theaters. Zero Arabs. Mm-hmm. You talk about active shooters in nightclubs. There's one Arab. One out of thousands. Yeah. And then if we talk about all the school shootings. But he was a, dis- a descendant. Where, where was he born? I don't know. He was born in the U.S. Okay. And he was a security contractor in the U.S. He was working as a, like, one yeah. of the rental cops. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that guy, I think I remember... That piece of shit was on Grinder, by the way. He was. Yeah. Things went down. I think somebody was going to expose his ass or and, something. Yeah, it's to cover up. Yeah. But, but people think of Arab terrorism. They fear us. They're like, oh, shit, Arabs, terrorists, all this. But but think about it. I want you to think really deeply. I want you to think really deep of the last 10 active shooters you can think of. Yeah. Or even Google it and see how many active shooters were Arabs. Not None of the last 10 that happened. 
Uh, you think of all the school shooters? None. You think of college campuses? None. Majority of active shooters, majority, more than 65% of active shooters are white. And there are some numbers. And when we talk about terrorism, a lot uh-huh. of people immediately, because it's a lack of education, yes. they think terrorism, Islamic terrorism. It has to be in a turban. They have to scream, Allahu Akbar. Exactly. Yeah. But, but, but let me give you examples of terrorism that is not Islamic terrorism. Environmental terrorism. The people that go destroy cars and burn buildings because for environmental reasons, that happens in Colorado. Uh, how about right-wing conservative uh, terroristic groups? There's a lot of them, like the KKK, for example, mm-hmm. or militias that go attack government agencies. Oh, hold on a second. When you speak of militias, didn't we have some in Kansas that have been burning Somali uh, mosques exactly. and trying to kill them and they got uh, yeah, caught they, they by got the FBI? caught because they were putting this is a this is again this is a white group, not a Muslim group. They were going to a, apartment buildings where Somali were living and they were putting bombs in the building to blow up the entire compound so again this is white uh, one of the biggest terroristic organ- attacks in the US uh, in Oklahoma Oklahoma mm. bombing guess what not a Muslim not an Arab was white yeah which a lot of people are conspiracy theorists say is the government but a lot of these active yeah, shooters a lot of these terroristic attacks are indeed not by Muslims or Arabs. And I'm combining both groups, even though they're not the same. No, they're not. They're not, but I'm combining it just to make it easier. They're not. A lot of the active shooters are not. But why do we get labeled when you look at numbers? When I, every time I say this, people go online and say, you know what? I Googled it. How many Arab attack, uh, terrorist attacks in the U.S.? And they find ridiculous numbers. 85, 95, 76, 97. Eh? Here's why. A lot of the active shooters does not get labeled as terroristic attacks. The Vegas, for example, biggest massacre in the U.S., shot 500 people, did not get labeled as a terroristic attack. No, mentally ill, white guy. He was mentally ill, white guy. You have the shooter in Florida that shot multiple kids. He is mentally ill, not a terrorist. So when what the people, if, if we're talking about numbers and we're taking all the active shooters and we're saying, you know what? They're not terrorists. They're all mental. But if it's an Arab, it's terrorist. Of course, then you're going to have a ridiculous number of terrorist attacks that's all by Arabs. But if you start looking and actually look back and steady it yourself, look at active shooters, active nightclub shooters, you know, all kind of active shooters. Let's combine that. Terroristic attacks that involve the bomb. Then add to it, other thing is, add to it, attacks that involve multiple people or burning buildings, like the environmental terrorism, or the numbers of attacks on, on certain agencies, like killing cops purposely, and then look at how many Arabs of those, you'll find the numbers less than 30%. It's way less than 30%, yeah, actually. Uh, way 30% less. is too much, I think. 30% is highest number, and it's less. Numbers that I actually crunched says less than 5%. So we're talking less than 5% of all active shooters, all terroristic attacks in the U.S. are by Muslims or Arabs. Yeah, but we're tattooed with that terroristic label. But we get tattooed exactly by terroristic labels. Yeah. But, but there is, if we look at even terrorism in this year, 2018... There has been, think. no, no, but in 2018, 64% of, this is the numbers, I didn't come up with it, by the way, so this is not my numbers, yeah. this is not my labeling, I'm not trying to get political. 64% of terroristic attacks, according to the FBI, was by right-wing militias. Um, so I'll, say I'll, 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 I'll be right with you there. Let me tell you something quick, so we don't uh, go away from this topic. It is the same topic. Um, the community college, yep. inside my house. Um, some uh, lady, Muslim, had a hijab on, got shoved off the second floor steps. She really got injured. So one day I was out with my assistant, Shannon, 
And somebody rang the doorbell, and the dog was going nuts. And I look at my phone because I have the you know the yeah. camera. And it was two detectives with badges. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah, and I was freaking out. You know what? Yeah. As soon as fucking feds or detectives are like, oh, shit, here we go. We're going to get dragged in. It's like they're going to question for things we don't know about. I didn't answer. No. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I'm like, what the fuck? And I wasn't there. And I never told myself, I got to finish this quick. I got to go home. I got to see what the fuck's going on. So I go back. They showed up the next day. And literally, it was two detectives. Uh, by the way, where I'm located, I'm close to the FBI uh, state um, building. Yeah. Um, that community college called back. So they came in and they were like, sir, we are not here to investigate anything, but we're mapping out where any Arab uh, citizens, Arab American citizens live in here. I was like, okay, what does that mean? Uh, you know, we get defensive yeah. immediately. We're just getting defensive. <laughs> what did I do? What's going on? And they were like, no. We just want to make sure, have you got any threats? I, I'm like, oh, well, it changed my position. I was like, eh, what? To, okay, it's like, what's going on? He's like, well, anytime we get things like this against, um, I think it's called, um, trying to figure out the name, but it's kind of a, it's a, a racial it's a hate crime. Yeah. yeah, it's a hate crime. So they said, we map out the area and you popped up as from your neighbors and everybody yeah. as, you know, Middle Eastern living here. Yeah. So we make sure, I was like, no, nobody friend. I was like, my community is like, okay, anything happens, here's our card. It finally made me feel good. But you know what he told me? He looked at me and said, just please be on your guard. We are, cons- you know, we got you, uh, when we watch you, just make sure the, the level of hate crime is a high time right now. It is I was like, excuse me, 2018? It is. Yeah. And he would laugh. He was like, well, your background scares the fuck out of people because, you know, you're a black belt and crab guy and they're like, <laughs> they're going to fuck yeah. with you. And I was really disappointed, though, because that community college yeah. is a maybe five-minute walking yeah, distance. Yeah, it's a walking distance. I'm like, you fucking kidding exactly. me? But it was on that day. Is it a Muslim day or some yeah. shit that happened in England? Yeah. This asshole the, the, hit here. and shoved off this woman. Exactly. So we, the FBI said last year, this or this year, 64% of attacks were by right-wing extremist groups, KKK or similar groups. Wow. And then about 32% were by the opposite, by the left-wing conser- uh, extreme groups. Mm. They're the opposite of the KKK, but they align with, you know, like the Nazis. You assholes, both of you are just uh, messing with they us are, and using but, as an excuse. But a lot of people, when we talk about liberal and the, or the liberal mm. left uh, terroristic groups, they, they, they get confused. We're talking about Nazi groups, for example, in the U.S., that they carry terroristic attacks. They get labeled as liberal or left-wing because they are left-wing yeah. politics. They're not right-wing. Uh, and that's why they get labeled. So a lot of terroristic attacks in the U.S. are not by Arabs or Muslims at all. Uh, we're not the so if if we're telling you out of every terroristic attack in the U.S. five percent of it is Arabs and that's being generous, <laughs> then uh, why are we labeled as terrorists every single place we go? Yeah. Why are you scared of every Arab and every Muslim that they're gonna blow you up? Have I uh, told you every time I go to the freaking airport here in KC? No, no, no. That's I mean, I would go to New York, which it happened. I would. Oh my. Let's yeah. be honest. One thing about us, we understandable. Yeah. If I get searched the fuck out of me in New York, I still let it go. Exactly. Like I it's New York, understand. It's, fine. it's still there. 
you know, it's it's a. But you jackasses, every time I fly from KCI, this shit yeah, exactly. Oh, airport, airport. Every time, oh sir, you got randoms like I was like a room. Randomly, yeah. Randomly. And by the way, I travel a lot for training and seminars. I was like, and it's always the weirdest thing. You're going. I was like, there's something about my dick. <laughs> yeah, no, it, but but we're so used to like, it. There's something like I look at their X-ray, popped right there. I'm like, really? Are you playing with that? Sh-? Literally every time I have traveled, I've traveled like with my coach, Derek yeah. Paul. He even got irritated. You know, he got in and you were asking him and he moved. Dude, I got sidelined. I got fucking sidelined with him. I went with my students that never believed me. They thought I'm making this up. Boom, that day no, I got no, no, no. But, but we get so used to the idea. Like, oh, I was yeah. surprised my girlfriend, Liz, uh, who's white, obviously, She, I was dropping her on KC Airport. She goes, my flight is one, drop me at noon. And I said, uh, excuse me, what do you mean drop you at noon? Because <laughs> when say. my flight is at one, I show up at nine for the random selection yeah. that I, I plan for it. So, like, we get so used to the idea that I plan. And she's like, no, no, I just go to the airport. I go through security. What yeah, do you I mean? mean, it comes so bad that it will page our name. In the entire airport, and you should see people freaking the fuck out. But but it scares people in the airport because people are so ignorant. They think Arab terrorism, and then they suddenly they ask. Uh, I was sitting in where was I in Memphis, and they literally came. They're like, "Can passenger Ali Muhammad please come to the front desk?" And everybody got paranoid, like he's gonna fucking blow up the place. Yeah. Probably Ali Muhammad is flying to the U.S. to buy Versace uh, for a gift for his family because <laughs> yeah. it's cheaper in the U.S. He's probably here to buy a gift for them and buy them. Are actually doing a big business contract. Are Best contractor doing something yeah. here, and people got so paranoid, like yeah. holy crap! Uh, and it's so sad because if you if you if you are educated, if you're listening to us, then go online and start reading about terroristic attacks. But don't Google the word terroristic attack. Start looking active shooters. Uh-huh. Start looking for bomb attacks, and then you will see that they're not labeled. They're not labeled as terroristic attacks. They're labeled as and my shooters. opinion. I, let me tell you a story that scared the shit of my son. My son is uh, what is he? Second generation? Yeah, right now? second generation. No, third. Third generation. Third, yeah. third generation. Okay, you know he's mixed. And uh, when we had that Antifa shit in Kansas City, was it last year? Yeah, last year. So I was with him in Crown Center. Um, by the way, uh, that's our midtown here. I'm walking up. I freaked out. I'll tell you why, Armand. I think you'll understand yeah. this. I looked, and it was, uh, I don't know if he was black or Hispanic, but it's kind of dark skin. Had the, uh, which we call the Shamach, the turban. Yeah, the turban. Wrapped on his face and holding an AK. What the hell? What does that translate to me and you? A terrorist. Right? Like, oh shit, we're going to get back shot. there. Yeah, like, oh like, oh fuck. shit, I'm going to get shot. My yeah. son stood there, freaked the shit. He's like, Dad, is that what I think it is? I grabbed him, and we were coming to Crown Center, man. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? And the cops looked at me. He saw my reaction. He's like, sir, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what's that? I really stopped pointing at him. That's close to my gym, Yeah, man. exactly. What I was like, hell? what is that? He was like, it's Antifa. I was like, what? What the fuck is Antifa? So I'm like asking, I find out you assholes are a bunch of uh, like black kids, white kids, or whatever, dressed in turban, holding an AK? Yeah. Just to say you're, what, what were we doing? Uh, protesting the government. Protesting. Or, yeah, you know whatever. how the fucking disgusting looked to it us? Is. And it just like, it gave me like a flashback from hell. Exactly. Also, also like even let's talk about something. There's a lot of cops left and right getting shot. Yes. In the US. It's, a, it's, a, it's a trend apparently. It the is last actually years. in the past, well, how many years? Not two, two years? Two, three years. It's a trend. There's the, started with the massacre of Texas. Yes. That killed, tw- uh, what, eight, seven cops. I don't know the exact number, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it killed multiple cops. And then there's a lot of assassinations on cops. And uh, I was actually in a law enforcement only training conference. I told you about it. Yes. Uh, in Kansas City. 
and there was a presenter from the FBI office, and he was talking to cops, and he gave I a presentation. I remember that text you got Yeah, I sent him a text to Philos. I was like, what the hell is this? He gave a presentation, and he said, and I quote what he said, the chances of being killed by an extreme right-wing conservative militia, and I'm, I'm, the emphasis is on the extreme, so I'm not talking about right-wing, not if you're voting for Trump. Yeah. The emphasis is on the right-wing extremist militia is 64% compared to anybody else in the U.S. And he looked at, pulled up numbers. Uh, there's the, a group called Sovereign Citizens that don't believe in the government. They don't believe in carrying IDs or putting license plates on their cars. That's militia? Uh, they're, no, they're, these part of the militias. They live in the woods. Uh, they don't believe in license plates. They drive cars. They weaken military, I call them. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they basically don't believe in driving licenses. They oh, don't wow. believe in taxes. Right. They are basically free citizens. They believe in free traveling. Yeah. And part of their teaching is kill cops because they're uh, tax revenue collecting agents. That's what they call them. Wow. So if we look at, uh, and I go again, if you're fact checking us, please go ahead. Look at the last two years of every single cop that got killed in the US. Mm-hmm. Every single one. And tell me who, which cop was killed by an Arab. Even better, which cop was injured by an Arab? How about that? Seriously, yeah, don't put the word Muslim because you can get anybody from here can be a Muslim. No, no, of this course you can be you can be black, you can be Chinese, yeah. you can be Hispanic. So this is the problem. You can be you can you can be your name can be Julio and you can be a Muslim. Yes, we're talking about Arabs, Arab descent. Go find us one that says you know what an officer so and so in this city was killed by an Arab. Please go ahead. We'll wait. You wouldn't find one because mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. And when when you talk about uh, people, like let's talk about famous people in the U.S. Now, here we go. This this is like, yeah, this is life on How about like who who uh, you mentioned the guy in Snapchat? I'll let you talk about him. DJ Khaled. Yeah, DJ Khaled. Let me tell you who this guy is. Actually, my dad brother did work with him back in the day before the big rise boom. I love this guy. As crazy as he is, I just love DJ Khaled. Yeah, I mean a Khaled. Um, Proud Arab American. He's very proud. Um, comes from mom and dad. I think they're medical. I think the dad. Uh, yeah. I forgot what they are, but this is a medical family. Guess what? This man has single is the reason Snapchat now it is what it is because when Snapchat died that, because yeah. of the rise of Instagram everything this man started Snapchatting started Snapchatting everything he's doing by the way he's an amazing music artist in my opinion which he does more than that by the yeah, way he's he an amazing producer and all that a lot of stuff and uh, Snapchat came back to life because people started following him just exactly. to see him. the dude had how many millions of yeah, followers they, Snapchat paid him money for that yes he is yeah. he's paid for that and by the way since we already said Muslims and Arabs are not the same thing he's Arab but he's also Muslim yes he yeah. is if you look at his chain he has Allah yeah, which he's, means he's God a, by the way this is not just a Muslim thing this is what we call God in Arabic Omar, you're not a Muslim no I'm a Christian but okay. I believe in God, uh, Allah because Allah to me Allah. Can, when I say Allah for example in Arabic it means we, let's go God or help me God yeah, they, that's they, the translation to God. The word Allah doesn't mean Islamic. So, it's the name for God. So personally, as an Arabic speaker, I get insulted when English speakers start insulting the word Allah because Allah to me is the Arabic word for God. So like I believe in Jesus Christ, but the word for it is Allah. That's Allah. the same thing. Yeah. And so whatever God you believe in is Allah is the word for it. That's the, yeah. the word. But you know, have you noticed? It's not an Islamic they God. They never talk about DJ Khaled being Arab. They don't. They, they don't even skip ask that. Me. They don't skip that. But but even better. Because they think it's going to harm or something. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for the man. But I'm just, I, I watch how they talk to him. I was like, 
But I mean, Khalid. No, no, but, 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 but people, because you know what? People don't want to think he's an Arab because that, that affects their image. So what but, is he? Uh, Just a brown guy with a beard that screams, DJ Yeah, Khaled. no, people, a lot of people think he's black uh, from Africa, <laughs> but he's actually Arab. Uh, Miss U.S. in 2009, I think, was oh, Lebanese. This, this ticks me off a little bit. Lebanese. No, that, that was before that. Was, oh. She was a Lebanese. She's proud Lebanese. Uh, one of my followers told me about her. And then there was another woman that won, and she won Miss America, and they were like, oh, Arab, Arab, shit, oh, she's Arab. And then she had to come next day and give a speech and say, hey, guys, I'm not Arab. I'm actually Indian. So like if, if it she was, was it, Like if it was a fucking, like, I have AIDS, let me give a speech and say, I don't have AIDS. I'm a good person. Like, she have to give a speech to clarify, I'm not an Arab. Yeah, Why is it, it such is a big same, deal? Actually, it's funny how you use the comparison of AIDS. There was a time in this in this world, or actually in this country, if anybody has HIV plus, it's like, oh, that guy is just yeah, that's cursed. Hey, what do you mean? It's, it's so Exactly. What? So, like, Arab is a curse. And, and, and here's the thing, by the way. So, when we talk about... It's a disease, man. Just, and, and just to go back, by the way, I looked this up and I thought it was very interesting. Interesting. Uh, what's the number one most hated group in the U.S.? I don't know. It's not Arabs. We didn't make the number one list. Oh, really? Yeah, we, we did. We did not. I'm very sad. Oh, we did it. Jews is the number one hated what? group in the U.S. Nah. We literally, it, I looked at the hate crimes in U.S. Center. Are you serious? The number one hated group in the U.S. was rated as Jewish communities, Dude, and the this number is two, like new to me, number two was Arabs. So we made number two at least. We made number two on the rest. But so, but but we're both hated equally with Jews and Arabs. And if you go to New York, actually, there's a lot of the Malaysian communities are Jewish and Arab stores yeah. right next to each other. They sell electricity in the world. They're all the going out of business stores <laughs> that they have the sign going out of business for the last six years. And and even a lot of people who are, you know, uh, fact-checking us right now or uh, posting shit, oh, this bullshit, uh, oh, that's yeah, not true. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, they're, they're, Facebook, I love Instagram. A fucking Facebook is just going to go off the wall. But, but a lot of people, a lot of you who are fact-checking us are probably using an Apple product, a MacBook or an iPad yeah. or an iPhone, and you're Googling online uh, to read about the Muslim terrorist mm -hmm. or the Arabs who are stealing your jobs. You're probably using... <laughs> You're using the Apple products, right? Yeah. For us, you're using an Apple. And right here in my hand. You have it. You right have now, it. as we're speaking, I have to answer by the way my text is speaking. You know, I have to. You have an iPhone, right? Yes, of course. And uh, your girlfriend, Liz, has an iPhone. Yeah. And, and Steve Jobs, she's telling us, by the way, like, shut up already. Like, wrap yeah. it up. Why a woman came in yelling at us? Yeah. So, uh, Steve Jobs was an Arab. He has a, His father was from Syria. There we go. His father is Syrian. And a majority of people is the number one product in the U.S. is uh, the iPhones. The world. In the world. But in the especially in the US, and it's an Arab product. <laughs> so now we already talked about coffee. So if, you, if, you're, if you're so hateful towards Arab communities, mm -hmm. I would suggest, first thing, burn your MacBook, yeah. destroy your iPhone, never drink coffee again, drink Colombian coffee. Hey, uh, which is that? Let's go to the movies. Hollywood stars. Hollywood stars. Okay, uh, uh, let's talk about uh, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek, by the way, which everybody went crazy when she, she had that python and she was half naked. Yeah, she at, is, uh, she, from Dusk Till Dawn. Guess what she is? She is Lebanese Mexican. So <laughs> guess what? Uh, destroy your iPhones already. Never drink coffee and don't go to the movie. Salma Hayek. Oh, uh, and don't listen to music because Sha Shakira. Shakira. Is Shakira. Lebanese. Shakira. Shakira is Lebanese Colombian. Uh -huh. So that's now, a problem. What do you guys too. think she can shake those hips like? And that Billy dancing comes from, by the way. Exactly. And then and then. Uh, a lot of people have the, uh, you know, the jokes or even misconceptions about flying and herbs that they don't go together. Uh, how about the former head of aviation under President Bush, by the mm -hmm. way, after 9-11 is Najib Halbi, who's an Arab. Yeah, I mean, look he's, at the the, he's the former head of the federal aviation and he's an Arab, but yet I get fucking harassed in TSA. 
don't, <laughs> you know, I don't get it. I really don't. And uh, by the way, his daughter, his daughter, yeah, Lisa, was the first U.S. citizen to become a queen in another country. That was the first. Now we have the the woman that became queen in England or became a queen in England. Yeah. Uh, but she was the first one in history of the United States. Queen Noor? Lisa. Uh, oh. Queen Noor, sorry, not Lisa. Yeah, yeah. his daughter uh, Noor yeah. married, uh, uh, you know, married the king in Jordan. Yeah, well, uh, he's an American, isn't he? Yeah. American citizen? Or I think he has an American citizenship. I gotta yeah. check that. I gotta check that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's a lot of things. Then we talk about, you know, uh, Jacques Nasser. Uh-huh. who was uh, formerly the president and CEO of the Ford Motor Company from 1999 to 2001. Go burn your 150s right now, trucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> so all, all these guys Crash with, it. all these guys traveling with Fords, you should guys burn it, especially if it was made between 1999 to 2001. And actually, one of the guys that worked on the Ford designs, the original designs that mass produced in 1949, yeah. uh, was uh, Richard Khalil, was guess what? He's an Arab. <laughs> <laughs> so again, so if you have Ford at all, burn it. Drive Chevys. Well, the other thing, have you noticed the rise? Even in our town, Kansas City, like yeah. midtown, you always go around there, you eat there, and uh, yeah. which is a. Have you seen how many hookah bars? Who the fuck brought that shit? It is. Or even better, let's talk about medicine. Okay. Uh, in the U.S., we're not talking about inventions in the Middle East. No, no, no. East, no. We're not talking here. about what's in the U.S., specifically in the U.S. Michael DeBacri invented the heart pump. Wow. So don't drive a Ford. Don't use a heart pump. Destroy your Apple products. Mm-hmm. Don't drink coffee. Don't watch movies. Don't listen to Shakira. Yeah. And uh, Mia Khalifa is also Arab, by the way, porn star. So don't watch porn. Hey, I, I'm not a fan of her. I think she's ugly, but yeah, she is. So yeah, but skip watching porn if you want to. Or even better. She is actually one of the highest stars I found. I had to do that research. Yeah, she's, she's like, oh, what is it? Porn hub? What about Porn hub. She's the number one. Yeah. And now she has a TV show talking about sports. Yeah, and a dumbass. I saw it. I'm like, oh, Yeah, God. so don't watch porn or don't even listen to her thing. Uh-huh. And uh, another another big significant person, or two significant yes. people, actually, uh, the Green Party. Uh, uh, Ralph Nader. Yeah. He's an Arab. <laughs> by the way, that was beginning of the third party, if you think about it. He did. He yep. basically invented that movement for third party besides Republican and, and Democrats. By the way, he's an Arab American, so don't start jumping off your wigs right now. He exactly. is. Like it or not, he is. Go he start is. searching it. And uh, the woman who invented or uh, founded, I'm sorry, not invented, founded the Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Yeah. Uh, which is a big, big organization. They changed the laws to 21. Mm. They do a lot of their regulations about drinking and driving. They basically, a lot of people don't like their regulations, but they saved lives. Yes. They've saved thousands of lives. So but, if, you know, Missouri have a lot of drunk drivers here. Yeah. We do. And uh, there's a lot of idiots. So it saved a lot of lives by cutting on drunk driving, raising the drinking age. Uh, Candy liked her. And she's an Arab. Yeah. She's Lebanese. Oh. And her daughter was killed, actually, See, by a drunk driver. I didn't know about that until you told me the other day. Yeah, she, she, her daughter was killed by a drunk driver, and she vowed that she's going to do something against it. And she formed, instead of protesting, she formed an organization that lobbies and changes the laws. And Mother Against Drunk Driving is one of the biggest organizations in the U.S. So we're, we're talking about all these famous people. So next time somebody asks you who you can think of as an Arab, uh, please say Steve Jobs, Shakira, uh, DJ Khaled. Yeah. Oh, Stop the- listening to his music because he's like the Don of Miami. He exactly. So- if you think about the artists, I'm just going to DJ Khaled because I love rap and I'm involved in it. I used to be a lot of metal and stuff, but I hate managing the group. And it's just, it's just good. But uh, 
look at the people that he pumped out. Exactly. There's a lot of... But he's, he's the producer to a lot of musicians. Yes. I think uh, Nicki Minaj is one of them. Um, uh, yeah, she is. She, everybody he, everybody he, did music with this guy. Yeah, so, so again, I think what we're trying to say here today is uh, Arab Americans were not a burden to society. Yes. We're, not a, we're not your problem. We're not the ones who are going mass shooting schools. We're not the one killing cops. We're not the one blowing up ourselves and buildings. Uh, we're not the ones destroying stuff. It's a small minority out of 3.5 million people, very, very small minority. And in, in the overall terroristic attacks in the US and attacks in the US in general, Arab contribution to that is mi minor. But the contributions to actually the good things, movies, music, uh, technology, surgery, military. Is, military is significant. Hey, you know, don't go far. We look at us, us too. When we did two Arabs on a podcast, I have literally, and I, you know, it's not about me hooting my own toot or whatever you want to call it, but I've changed the phase of self-defense in Kansas City. You did? I did because I got sick and tired of all these people bullshitting people and bullshit self-defense and hitting bads and stuff. My coach, which is, he's coming in soon, Nicholas Hughes, I'm an Australian. Uh, amazing martial artist, one of listed one of the 10 top uh, WS actually guys in, in, the, world, in yeah. the world. And he trained me and I used his words and methods and I brought to here and I'm actually in the lead of the most, a stand-up, almost some people label me a feminist because how I stand for women going against violence. And raise, Omar, your company, uh, Warrior Tactical, you've been raising funds for the police. We have raised funds for cops, uh -huh. for a lot of uh, the injured and or killed cops in Kansas City. Yeah. We got recognized by the Independence Police uh, mm -hmm. Department for what we did for fundraising. Uh, we've trained so many Actually, cops. Actually, the program that me and you got, we got um, recognized uh, certified for police. Yeah, we're certified. We do it, me and you. Yeah, so we're two Arab Americans, by the way. We're two Arab Americans. We're certified in basically doing the post certifications for cops. Uh -huh. So a lot of the seminars that Firas and I do are certified that police departments can get credit yeah. for it. Um, and we work closely with that. But also with women, women involvement. We we get yes. labeled as, you know, sexist, anti-women. Male chauvinist and that. But I've been opposite. leading it for the past five years. I've raised up to $20,000, man. Every year, almost, yeah. Yeah. And and then you have one coming up. What? Uh, coming up. And actually, October 27th. October Do is... Um, Domestic Violence Month. Awareness. Me and Omar, actually, us as a co-joint seminar we're doing. Exactly. We're still in the works because we got a couple of people to confirm. We're going to be doing another big one. And it's and coming up in the October 27th. And we're not getting paid for it. No. We're none not, of this I've got paid for. No, no. And, and here's the thing. We get labeled, and this is for another seminar, or another podcast, I'm sorry. We get labeled as all these horrible things against women. Mm -hmm. But literally, uh, what Firas and I have been doing for women in general in Kansas City and even specifically when we post on our social media yeah. reach out for help if you need help we're not just posting shit to get likes we're not posting shit to get comments that literally happened when a woman approached us and said I need help Firas opened his door for her I opened my door for her uh, Firas opened his checkbook and wrote a thousand dollars I witnessed that he literally opened his checkbook and wrote a thousand dollars man she was to. a woman with a child man how are we gonna throw that person out when she said I need help Firas said here's my checkbook here's a thousand dollars here is what I 
I can do for you. Let me fundraise for my academy. I opened my door and hosted the woman, gave her protection, gave her everything. Helped you her. got to also the Latino uh, police? Uh, Latino Police Association. Yeah. I, I sponsored the organization, so reached out to them and got her a $500 check. So, and that's, that's but we're labeled as, you know, anti-woman. Oh. The other thing I was going to go into before we go away, because uh, I see your woman giving us the bad eye. She's, yeah, she's cooking food for us and she's just like raising her eyebrows on us. She's going to beat the shit out of us. <laughs> I don't know. We date white women to just yell at us the whole time. We call it the white ticket. <laughs> but another place to go for good information, and I like this group, um, the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee. We are not, again, let me raise this again to you. We're not the woe is me group, give a sympathy donut for us. But the ADC have done a good job, actually in getting facts about Arab Americans. Sometimes, yeah, they went a little bit crazy about funding against them. But, but hey, this is dead. They're organization fighting uh, discrimination. Exactly. I understand it. We were resistant to it in a time, but there's a time in my life, in Omar's life, I'm like, fuck this. We need help, man. This is getting really uh, obnoxious. Fans, yeah. So, I would suggest for you to go adc.org, read. They have amazing stuff going on out there. And yeah, some people don't agree with them politically. I literally tell you right now, if you take a political side, you will hate this podcast. You will yeah, lose. We're, we're not political. We're not trying to stand on one we side. We call it bullshit. We're, we're in the middle and we're calling bullshit as it is, as we see it. And uh, if you guys have been fact checking us through this podcast, I please do. No, like seriously, I encourage yeah. people to fact check us. Tell us what we said wrong. Uh, reach out to the podcast, send us messages. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That will help us in getting absolutely uh, finding more subs- uh, listeners and reaching out more people. But also, that will your review will mean a lot to us, and we'll know mm-hmm. who's listening and who's not. So we'd appreciate if you DM us and just tell us, or even leave us a review. We're and tell very us what highly you think. active, like I was said uh, on Instagram. Um, we have our Facebooks, um, but you know we have our reserved Facebook. Facebook people is just. So if you go to the bottom of the of the description of this podcast, you'll actually find links to all the website. We mentioned the sponsors. We found the link to what Falash just mentioned, the anti-discrimination. And you'll also find our Instagram handles. Yes. They can connect with us. Personally, See, we're very person, good about answering. Yeah, answer us. Reach out to us. Ask us anything you need or our involvement. Or if you have questions, concerns, comments, please do. Hey. And by the way, if you're going to come out as crazy, you camel jack is all that, be ready for what we say. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it public. How about yeah, that? I'll go for, I don't hold the fuck back. So. You know, we have, we have, as you notice, we have no filters. And I'm, I'm cutting weight, so I'm not drinking. Yeah, so for us, I'm here drinking. So for us, it's the only one drinking tequila. So wait till we're both drinking. And I think we'll get kicked out of iTunes probably. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to be nice. Right yeah, now. We're, try, we're trying. This is the beginning. So this is the honeymoon, guys. Enjoy it while it lasts. Well, this was great. Um, more to come. October is going to be a big month, actually, for my company and Omar's company. Um, we are going to be really pounding hard. No <laughs> pun intended, but going at about this whole uh, violence against women. Uh, it is something we ha- hold really personal, and uh, especially for what I do for a living and Omar does for a living, and it's a belief, like I said. Um, I grew up with a, a woman that raised me, that uh, which is also my grandmother, and she been through violence all her life uh, from men. So October is a very important month to us, and we're raising a big fundraiser coming up. Uh, I would love to have your support. If you're in the Kansas City area, please come. Please come to the event. Yeah, yes. please do. We literally we'll just contact us or come in. Just come for us, please. It, men, please share this event uh, with any loved one you have. They don't have to be abused, man, to do this because uh, literally I had a weird question. And I understand, and I'm not judging, but the question was, 
do I have to go through some kind of abuse, domestic abuse to come to this seminar? I'm like, are you serious? No, no, it's open to everybody. And I encourage people to attend. Uh, I had a person reach out to me today and ask questions. And the event is not up yet. So, guys, this is not an event that is going to be teaching you how to hit pads all day long. No, 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 not teach this Teach you how to shoot. There's no shooting involved. It's more of an awareness. It's there will be some physical parts I'm going to cover if yeah, shit hit the fan. There will be physical parts. You'll learn how to defend yourself, whether it's in a domestic issue. Yes. Or even it might help you if you're on the street in a bar, basic self-defense. So you don't have to be abused right now or be or be anticipating abuse. You, people don't anticipate that. Nobody wakes up because in the morning. Because you're going to have some family member or friend that asks you for help. You have to understand send us for a sign. Exactly. Second of all, we will talk about, um, I'm very big on the mental part and yeah. the mental signs of criminals. And uh, that's what I basically do. That's what I wrote my book on. That's what I'm doing my research on. So it's going to have a lot of involvement in the mental part of abuse, the signs of abuse, the physical, not the physical. You don't have to see a person with a blue eye to, to, to being abused. The early stages of abuse, the control, the 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 separation, all these things that will help you if we are getting into your relationship in a current relationship or if you have a family member you're like holy cow they are going down the wrong path let me help them shocked me when I did that post menu I had a student that her mother going through this her mother yeah. you're talking about a woman in her 50s I'm like wow exactly so it's, it's you don't have to be physically abused you don't have to be mentally abused you can be in the most perfect relationship ever still attend will help you uh, even understand the struggle of other women in the community sure. even if you don't if you don't get anything out of this and you don't listen to a single word we say and you don't learn about anything of the signs of mental I'll all judge that you stuff, he's not no no th that's fine but at least you'll understand there's women in the community yeah. that are doing worse than you they're struggling and need help and it's we're doing a fundraiser we're trying to help a woman's shelter so we're not getting paid for it no. we're just literally raising money for a woman's shelter so we can help them out it's gonna take so, a half a day from us for all that work on the radio exactly yeah. so uh, please share the event please attend it if you can and again connect with us and let's talk about it alright well, thanks you guys uh, thank Amar this was fun and we'll be back soon actually we're looking for we're not gonna do a promise yet but guests are coming soon we got a list of guests coming up it's gonna be interesting Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors. Nutri Authority, no bullshit high quality supplement. Warrior Culture Gear custom designed and hand printed apparel. Made by and for the modern warrior. Modern warrior. Warrior Fuel, Kansas City's best pre-made healthy meal delivery plan. Feed the warrior in you.